Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good afternoon, everyone. Big Sills, Monday afternoon. Hope all are spectacular. And yes, yes, the one thing that this show does is stir the pot locally in Philly and nationally across this great country. I believe D gun over most media people. Mike, we're going to get to that comment and what he witnessed and what it actually meant. Plus, the San Francisco 49er, Jimmy Garoppolo, Buccaneer story that we talked about last Friday. I am going to stick to every single word that I said on Friday with zero variation. Nobody in their right mind would think that an agent would come out for his client with a market that's already very sparse when it comes to teams that Garoppolo could land and say, no, the Bucks have no interest. That's an idiotic, I'd fire my agent if that were true. You can give lawyer answers to media people, and that's what Don Yee did, as far as I was concerned. So I stick to every single thing that I said. Not a problem for me. And my position, I completely stick to that comment and how I laid that scenario out on Friday for you. If you go back and listen... I didn't say that I talked to Don Yee yesterday. I said all of this was going down when the Buccaneers were trying to figure out what to do when Brady retired. Then he unretired. And that muddied the waters a little bit. Then we started going back and forth, hearing things from different agents. So people could say whatever they want, and they basically only hear what they want. So... I am not deviating one bit off of my 49er take. And I welcome anybody in. And Silio wrong again. How am I wrong? Nothing's happened yet. You're jumping the gun. Speaking of gun. D-gun. Oh, I know, huh, Michael? People get People in the media... Um, right now I'm in a war with the loser Tampa media people and I could give a shit cause they suck out loud, uh, covering sports. How could you have Tom Brady? How could you have Tom Brady and the Buccaneers who had just won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago and no one listens to your sports stations or no one reads your columns? How could that possibly be? 
Um, Lunar, I didn't lie. Okay, that's your opinion. Look, look this guy, what, what did I lie about? Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. <laughs> but see, one another internet assassin. I'm going to get to that story a little bit more, but I want to get to something here on Derek Gunn, who I have the greatest respect for and works for this channel and does a great job on Sports Take. And everybody in this business is always jockeying for seats in the building. And sometimes people are trying to get one of those seats. And what happens is you end up pushing your friend and you end up pushing people over you respect. And that is a no-no in my book. You got a problem with somebody's reporting. You got a problem with somebody's take. You don't post it. You don't have comments on it. What you do is you call the guy personally and say, hey, man, really? You don't sit there and do it so that accessibility can be there for you so that the team sees that you're in the back pocket of the GM or the team. And what you do is you undermine everything you're doing on your channel or your sports radio station. You undermine it. We're all in this together. We have to get each other's back. And in my opinion, again, Here's what Derek Gunn was told. And for Derek Gunn to post it, I didn't think there was anything over the top with this. Can it possibly be that Jalen had a bad, a bad day? One person said, let me give you a scenario of what went through in one day at practice. It was a 10-play scenario. He had three picks, four incompletions, and three sacks. No one hits the quarterback in OTAs. So probably that meant this. The clock ran out on him three times, which is very likely, especially when you're trying to evolve a passing game into something, okay? Especially when you're trying to get A.J. Brown into the passing game. That could have easily. What's wrong with this? He had a bad day. Why is it so much of a story when somebody reports Jalen Hurts didn't look so great one day? Wasn't there a guy on ESPN that also posted something? I forget his name. What's the ESPN guy that I quoted that said that he didn't think that Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown were on the same page? Okay. What 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 did what what is D Gun saying here that's not true? I look at this and go, OTAs had a bad day. Okay. What do you think you're gonna assess uh, an assessment and an evaluation on Jalen Hurts? And you know this, I'm the biggest, I'm the biggest question mark, I think, in the Philly area. When it comes to Jalen Hurts' ability, I look at this here, had a bad day, okay? This is something that I would expect 
but I'm not going to make my assessment on the 2022 season based off of practice. And one more thing, for Derek Gunn to post it on his Twitter page, he must have really respected the guy that told him. There's nothing wrong with that. Jesus, criminy. Covering something and covering a sport, sometimes you don't get what you want to hear. Not everybody's going to be a cheerleader. And Derek Gunn's not going to be a cheerleader. That's been my issue when I cover a football player or I cover a story. Most of the time, people don't like what I hear or they don't like what I say. Because when I talk to you, I talk to you from here. I talk to you from what I've seen, my experiences, covering athletes. That's right. People are cupcakes. They are absolute cupcakes. Okay? I laid out a story last week on Garoppolo and everybody. Look at people in Tampa. Rick Stroud. Another idiot, Tom Jones and people, Tom Palacero. All of these guys are doing the same thing that people are doing in Philly. You know what that is? Protecting their seat and their accessibility to a team they cover or a league they cover. You see that, right, Xander? The reason that the national media is attacking me is because they're protecting their area. Derek Gunn posts something. That a reliable source told them. All of a sudden, Derek Gunn gets attacked for that. Mostly by the other media people that work in that city. Okay? That's what they've done. And Derek Gunn, I have even more respect for him. Look, let's make it very clear here. I'm an entertainer. I'm not a journalist. Never been Never claim to be, never want to be, okay? Never in a million years ever call me a journalist. I'm an entertainer. I've been one for 30 years. People who go on TV or go on the radio or go on the new platforms now and pretend they're entertainers, journalists, you can't be that. It's impossible. Because sports reporters and beat writers are traditionally not entertaining. They're not. Because most of the time, the truth is not entertaining. Okay? Howie says, thank you, Dan, after him. It's, it, it, dude, I got more respect now for Derek Gunn. That Niner guy, people are stupid, my dude. You are a home. You are a homie. Listen to you from now on. Hey, Niner guy, thank you so much. It means a lot. Thank you. Okay, Chris, who was Gunn's source? Who cares? Derek Gunn posted it. I don't have a problem with it. Why should you? Okay. Why would you have a problem with what Derek Gunn said? Now, all of that being said, when Gary Cobb comes on at 4.30 Eastern time, I'm going to make this point to him. 
Here's where it may be something to think about, though. Well, the Eagles really don't practice a lot. And if he had a couple bad practices, I think that matters a little bit. But not on how he's going to play in 2022. Maybe his preparation for the first four games of the year. That could play into it. And we could start tea-leaving it. And we could start making topics up, talking about it. But at the end of the day here, here on July 11th, to rip Derek Gunn because Derek Gunn went like this. One person said, let me give you a scenario of what he went through in a day of practice. It was a 10-play scenario. He had three picks, four incompletions, and three sacks. Sounds like he had a bad 10-play drive. Why can't it be that? I saw A.J. Brown and, and Lance Johnson coming to his defense. Fantastic. I think that's actually great. I think, hey, D. Gunn, if you're listening, I think you may have brought the team even closer together by that. You actually want to see your teammates getting your quarterbacks back like that. I think that's even better. He had a bad 10-play drive. Wow. He sucks. He's no good. This guy can't be the guy. He can't be the future. Holy, I'm not even going to say that. And you know me, right, Xander? I'll, I'll make a topic out of anything. Holy cow. That's why AJ denying reality being delusional on top of it. Coming at Philly media, hey, AJ Brown, coming at a guy like Derek Gunn and the other media people, he'll rue that if he has a couple shitty games. Trust me, he'll rue that. It's not a way to make, hey, don't be Dan Cilio, because I got enemies in this business all around the corner. That's, th- that is a fact. Okay? Poor build, skinny, lacks great physical stature and strength, lacks mobility and ability to avoid the rush, lacks a really strong arm. That's Tom Brady's scouting report. That's correct. That was Tom Brady's scouting scouting report. Way to go, Alan. Way to dig that up. Ten plays, three INTs. It's 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 a nine on seven. It's um helmets and shorts. Sills will make a list. Thank you. How he goes, Sills. Hurt sucks. We know. Relax. I got your back, big sales. Manster, thank you so much. Oh, there'll be, hey, there's there's going to be scathing articles written about me over the next couple days because uh, of what I said about Garoppolo and me not bending over it. I will never do that, okay? And quite frankly, remember something. I am not a journalist. Don't ever confuse me with that. I do a talk show. Whatever that means to you, Mr. Media Guys, he's not being factual. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's so funny to watch the media people melt down over a guy like Derek Gunn or me. Can I tell you a game that I played? Hey, Chris. So I posted something. Xander, I don't know if you saw this. 
I posted something on my Twitter page, and I knew this guy. They took over for me when I went to Miami. I did get fired for the three-monkey thing in Tampa. I had a job in three weeks at QAM in Miami for more money anyway. So I posted because Rick Stroud goes, Cilio's story's not true. So you know what I did to reel in? And I did spell real wrong. I can't believe it. I spelled real wrong. Um, I did post, I go, yeah, the next show that took over for me was out in 18 months. I was there 15 years and I was doing eight shares. Of course, Rick Stroud did what? He responded. We were there five years. We were there five years and I posted right after I go like this. Rick, I knew I'd reel you in. You're so easy. Still the same. He And I knew it. I wanted to make a point to you guys. Same thing with Derek Gunn. Look how sensitive these guys get. When you start doing something and you, Xander, do you know what that tells me? I'm working. I'm working. If I can get a person like Rick Stroud to respond to a goofy-ass tweet like that, and he did within seconds, I knew it. I go, Rick, I knew I'd really, you should post it. Rick, I knew I'd really in. You knew I'd really in. Okay. Okay. You should post it. Cilio's report on Jimmy G's not true. I post something. I didn't even mention his name. How did he know I was talking about him? How did he know I was talking about him? See the arrogance of some of these media guys? How they're going after Derek Gunn. Derek Gunn has got a reputation. And I didn't know much about D Gunn, and I'm sure he didn't know much about me. But you know what I've learned? And talking to people in the media, he's got one of the best reputations around, and I respect the man so much. He's a journalist. That's that's a true journalist. I'm not. Okay? It's funny. It's funny. But see what these guys do. They all start protecting themselves. Derek, you're working, dude. Always remember that. Don't get too sensitive on it. That'd be my only, because I got too sensitive years past. He had 10 bad plays. We've seen it all last year. AJ ain't playing a snap coming at Philly media. Hey, Howie, not the way you want to go, right? AJ said it didn't happen and started lying with Philly history. All to mass a subpar quarterback play. Okay? He's going to bury himself the more he talks. D Gunn and everybody should just let AJ talk. There was a reporter um, that was making the same comments from ESPN about a month ago, saying that the connection is not as big as people thought it was going to be and that they need more work and more time. D Gunn said this and posted something. I saw it, and you know me, I fueled it. Wow, not a shocker. 
because I knew it reels people in. That's what I do, man. I try to be entertaining, not boring, like most sports writers are, and he's not one. And I'm saying he's not boring. In my opinion, I think A.J. Brown looks like crap over this. He should shut his face. You see now what Tyree Kill's doing? Tyree Kill went on a love fest with Tua Tugaviola for about a month and a half. And as we're getting closer to the start of the season, what's happened here? What did, what did Tua say over the last couple days? Well, this is the last year for Tua. I'm just saying he's got to prove it this year or he may not be in the NFL. Oh, what happened? To most ac- he's more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. September's around the corner. That's why. Training camp is around the corner. Rent's due. He's starting, to, he's starting to know, well, maybe Patrick Mahomes was really a great quarterback. And you know what he's got to pretend? He's got to pretend that that quarterback is still going to get him the numbers that he got in Kansas City. And there is no way Tyreek Hill is going to have the same numbers he had in KC and Miami. No way. Which means they will question the salary that he's making and the contract he's got. So who does he have to put it on? The quarterback. His agent probably said, hey, you better not be telling everyone this guy's as good as Patrick Mahomes because if your numbers are down, they're going to look at you and say, well, why aren't you the same Tyree Kill, Kansas City Tyree Kill? I'm not saying that A.J. Brown loses fans over this. He probably gains a lot of respect for his teammates in the locker room. Okay. M. Reyes says, Sill says, sticking up for your teammates is bullshit. No. No. But going out of your way to attack a media person and calling him a liar? That's not productive, my friend. That's not productive. What's the point? You make that shit vague. Hey, you know... You know, the story that I saw that's floating around there, it's not true. The kid's really playing well. We see a lot of great things with him. And leave it at that. Jason, I'm not really, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, there's no reason to light a flame to this. And you have. Careful what you wish for with Hurts doesn't. Resign here, and A.J. Brown gets his panties in a bunch. I told you this before, man. I do not believe Jalen Hurts is going to be a quarterback that's going to be an elite guy, and I think the Eagles can constantly upgrade every offseason. I think they can upgrade every offseason. Do I think he's good enough to win ball games? I heard the guys talking about that earlier. Joe Flacco's of the world, Brad Johnson's, Yeah. But if I can upgrade at that position, I will. He's not that hard of an upgrade when you got a position where you can get a better quarterback. Okay? It's, I, I, I think this is funny how the media... How, I think it's funny how the media behaves. It's a classic example. 
Where where you get what what what's the bad angle here on this? You're not calling Derek Gunn a liar, are you? Because I surely would never. And anybody who calls Derek Gunn a liar should have their head examined. That guy's not going to start talking shit about things. I will. He's not. One person said, let me give you a scenario. Okay. Watch this. You want me to tell you how I read this? He had a bad 10-play drive. In minicamp. Okay. Wow. Man. Some of you guys are snowflakes. Some of you guys are really snowflakes, dude. I mean it. You can't take any criticism towards your guy without blasting somebody else. This is classic shit here, man. <laughs> I, I mean it. I, I Unbelievable. Really is. AJ gonna be AJ who cares. No, I, I listen. I, I watch this. After today, I'm gonna blow the AJ Brown stuff off. So should you. Just blow it off. Don't make it into something like you're keeping you're keeping score. Oh, whoa, is that what you do? You keep score like media idiots do? That's what the people in the media do. They keep score. They keep rerunning the same story over and over and over again. The fan base was elated when we got AJ. Now they hate the They shouldn't hate the guy. You're going to need that guy to win a Super Bowl. You're going to need that guy to win an AFC East. Bring on TVD. Week seven, my friend. If anything, I believe Lane Johnson. Hey, Jay. I believe AJ, too. They probably dismissed a bad drive. And he probably had really five great drives and said, who cares about the one shitty one? I don't know where people... Xander, this is hilarious. It's all over the um, the Philly market. And what you know how they you know how they've turned the story though? They've turned the story that Derek Gunn said this. <laughs> he didn't. Somebody he probably really respected told it to him. It's crazy. Okay. I love you, Sills. Just picking, just picking your brain. Jay, all good, brother. Call Tyler. Get him ready. Birdman hates A.J. Brown. You shouldn't, man. Sills, this is just because we don't have anything to talk about. (laughs) Yes, you do, man. We got some topics we're going to come out of the break after, too. Barrett Brooks heard the same thing. Well, get this. Barrett Brooks and D-Gun, that's good enough for me. That's good enough for me. If Derek, if Barrett Brooks and Derek Gunn heard the same thing and it came out of their mouth, I'm totally good with it. This is fantastic. This is the best thing happened to me on a Monday is listening to this. Okay? 
Manster goes, who's your favorite wrestler? Superstar Billy Graham. Always be superstar. With a very close Ken Patera in second. AJ doesn't care about the Eagles winning or best interest. Just his money. Now his friends, hey man. They said he had one bad practice, but the rest of the day he looked like he was set to go. Okay, Michael. That's probably the truth. There's probably your truth right there, Michael. He had a shitty series, and the rest of the day was great. All D got, hey, you know what's great? Derek, I got to tell you. Boy, man, congratulations. Congratulations. You got big sills. Love it. My God almighty. That's how you reel folks in. I told you, man. I reeled Rick Stroud in on a dumbass tweet that shows you how soft and weak these people are. Some of them. Just to show you how soft and weak. And then his partner, this Tom Jones guy jumped in. I didn't mention him by name. But they thought I was taking a shot at them. I was. Because I know how weak they are. Hey, Xander, it was one of the best fishing trolling moments that I've had in a long time. I knew it would get this really respected NFL reporter to to a dummy tweet that made no sense because I knew he lasted five years after I left. I was there 15, for the record, doing eight shares. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, the haters, man. Yeah, but you know, I also, I love the fact that people are protecting Tom Jones. Did he sing it? (laughs) That's the only true Tom Jones I know. My grandma liked Tom Jones. Oh, wait, she liked Engelbert Umperdink. You guys probably have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, I do have a topic here. Oh, by the way. By popular demand, the NFL's best fan bases. I got the top five. I got the top five. We're going to do that. Also, I have a topic. This kind of piggybacks a little bit with Derek Gunn, okay? Welcome to the Eagles hate show. What are you talking about, man? I... I defended for 30 minutes, Derek Gunn. I didn't, I I wasn't. Okay. Stay on this topic. It's juicy. I don't know if I could do four hours of defending Derek Gunn because I don't think he needs it. Bing Crosby. Nobody knows that name. Okay. You criticize a guy, you're a hater. How childish. Oh my God, it's so true. (laughs) I have got... A Howie Roseman topic, believe it or not. Okay? Hey, my friends, over at Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free, know this, if you were hurt or injured on the job, finding that attorney is one of the most important things that you could possibly do for your family. For the people is not a slogan. It is who they are. It is what they are. For the past 30 years, they've collected over $13.5 billion worth of compensation for their clients, meaning this. There's no such thing as a fender bender. 
when you go to Morgan & Morgan. They have 800 attorneys strong. What an army they have. The biggest attorney firm in the country to protect your rights. That's what Morgan & Morgan does. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Big Sills sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Forthepeople.com. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
I can't believe I work in such a wormy business sometimes. Big Sales National Football Show. Please hit the like button, guys. <laughs> I, I, I cannot believe I go from playing pro ball in college football to being in a wormy profession at times. No, I'll take that back. A really good profession with wormy people. I cannot believe I am in such a weirdo environment with the weirdo people. I mean it, man. It's these people are just, they're the nerds in your school that you pick last in a dodgeball game. Every one of them. And they're the ones you want to blast in the face with the dodgeball. <laughs> That's who they are. And they get back riding things about you and saying shit about you and as soon as you do something they jump you and that means you're good oh my god i have more respect for Derek gunn today than i had previous and it was immense he works his his voice matters do you know that my topic of jimmy garoppolo made it all the way to skip bayless's show this morning i posted it could garoppolo be the backup in tampa Oh, I'm very thankful about that. I love it. Well, everybody said it's not true. I, I don't give a shit what you say. I, I could care less. You think I trust other media people to cover me? What are you, nuts? Skip Bayless. Skip Tasteless, you mean. <laughs> Worms are us. Oh, man. Hey, big sales. Uh, bench press. Nah, man. My, dude, I couldn't bench press. I couldn't bench press a lobster right now. Everyone hears the noise about them. Majority of star players. Low IQ humans, man. Totally. Talk your shit. Welcome to the internet. Sell your mother for clicks and views. I guess so. Okay, I got something for you here. By the way, fan bases. I'm going to hit on that here in a minute. Um, you don't really believe that the Philadelphia Eagles traded with the Saints to take a safety, do you? Or an offensive tackle. Or a tight end. Or a running back. Okay? Tell me. You don't really believe that Howie Roseman made that trade with New Orleans. So that he could take a free safety. Why do you think Howie Roseman made that deal? Do you think he's already got a preconceived notion that he's going to make a trade to try to trade up maybe even, or do you think that he made that trade because he's already hell bent on getting a quarterback in the next draft in next April? Do, do you agree with me? They didn't make that move with New Orleans. Okay, 
They didn't make that move with New Orleans to just take some dude. Especially if New Orleans doesn't have a good season. Allen says insurance just in case Hurts doesn't come through. Bro, I'm telling you flat out. Well, wait. The analyst. Classic Dan. Why do you think Howie Roseman made a trade with the Saints? So that he could get a free safety? Travis says because he wants a quarterback. For insurance policies? So you're telling me he's going into this season not sure about Jalen. That's a great question. You think Howie Roseman sold on Jalen Hurts going into September? I say he's hell-bent. And I'm going to use your words, Bobby. Bob, I'm going to use your word. I think he's hell-bent on taking a quarterback in next April's draft. and Unless Jalen convinces him otherwise. You know why I say that? Because he did the trade first. He did the trade first. And if that doesn't send a message to Jalen Hurts going into September, how he's got two number ones. He did that for a reason. Even his camp has to know that. Even his camp knows that. So Jalen Hurts is going into 2000. Watch this. So when Derek Gunn reports something about him not having a good 10-play drive, that's why everybody's touchy over there. Everybody's touchy because they don't want to have any fractures going into September or into training camp where there's any kind of wavering that they believe in that kid going into training camp in a couple weeks. That's why they're aggravated. They're aggravated because they don't want any noise. They want this guy to be feeling it. They want this guy to be hearing all the positive things. And when something gets thrown around like this, we'll start turning again. People start bringing, hey, get this. I bring up the draft picks with the Saints. What do people automatically start doing? Cilio's hating on Hurts already. Derek Gunn says he has a bad 10-play drive. Hating on Hurts. Jesus, criminy. It's pro football. Are you that sensitive? Relax. I'll tell you something about your Philly market, man. They really do have all these media guys with their feet in cement. They really do. And they must try to control you like they tried controlling me. Calling me up, text messaging me, saying this and that about me. Having the PR guy call me. Having the defensive line coach call me. Jesus, criminy. Are you guys really that sensitive? You don't get all the news. You guys can't say anything negative about your football team. Nobody is doing anything right now. It's July 11th. Jeez. No wonder, man. It's really remarkable. Joseph goes, how do you get sacked in seven-on-sevens? He, he, he probably, what they do is they go like this three seconds, Joseph. They'll put a timer on, 
And if he doesn't have that ball out in three seconds, 2.7 or whatever they want, that's a sack. That's how he gets sacked. Boom. And that's progression reading. And if you're struggling with progression reading on seven on seven, (laughs) okay, wait till Detroit. (laughs) I mean, honestly, why not the outrage about Parks giving away 30 to 40 million inside lead? I already ripped that. So I have one disagreement and I'm a stank burrito. Hey, Big Sills has the shoulders to take on the Philly deadbeats. Michael. Yeah, but you know what? Hey, again, that's why you guys are going to grow this thing into the biggest show around. I got snowflakes in San Francisco all hurt and people in Tampa butt hurt now. There we go. <laughs> oh, you go. Did you see what he's doing? He made crying like Jake goes Sills I'm tired of getting pushed around by Dallas about time that's right man you need to put your foot in it get him Sills it's July if mid cuts it right dude it's July 11th Sills the stakes for Hertz are greater this year then the stakes for the Birds organization. The New Orleans picks backstops how he's moved to Hurts to get off of Wentz. I mean, listen, dude. He made those trades with New Orleans because I think he's how about this? How about this? Do you think right now how he is leaning towards keeping Hurts or drafting a quarterback? What do you think? Do you think he's, right now, Howie Roseman, your manager of the year, your GM of the year, guy wins the offseason, do you think here on July 11th, do you think he's on drafting a quarterback or keeping Hurts? Today, what is he? Drafting a quarterback, drafting TVD. Interesting in drafting TVD. Draft. Draft. Hurts never beat Dallas. Tell me. What do you think, Howie Roseman, the general manager? Analyst says keeping Hurts. That's why he made the draft choices. So you and your heart, analysts, believe that Howie Roseman traded away a first-round draft choice this year for next year, knowing that there's a bigger quarterback class to keep Hurts. I'm Reyes. We are drafting a quarterback in 2023. Draft. We just need to relax. It's July. That's probably the best take. (laughs) draft it's an insurance no no it's not what i asked you michael what do you think howie's position is today at the novacare center drafting a quarterback or keeping hurts 
Simple, yet very difficult to answer for some. Well, it's a do or die year. That's not what I asked. Drafting just in case Hurst, it's not what I asked. Today, July the 11th, I'll ask you for the last time, do you think that GM is today in the position to draft a quarterback in next April's draft or keeping Hurts? One-year signing, drafting a quarterback, keeping Hurts, upgrading the quarterback position. Why get A.J. Brown and the weapons for Hurts? Because when you upgrade at the quarterback position, it's a ready-made football team. Look at what the Buccaneers did when they upgraded from Jameis Winston. They won a Super Bowl the next year. The previous year with Winston, they were 7-9. and nine. Winston was a number one pick, former Heisman Trophy winner, threw for 5,000 yards. But when the availability came for Tom Brady to upgrade the position, they moved off him, won a Super Bowl. It was a ready-made team. Plus, they added Gronk, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. A ready-built old line. They got the kid from Iowa in the OT. That's right, Jay. You hit it, Jay. The Eagles aren't built for a training wheels quarterback. The Eagles are built for a veteran quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is on the Philadelphia Eagles. You go 16 and 1. 16 and 1. That's a fact. We're sitting around, jacking around talking about a nine-on-seven comment that was made about Derek Gunn and people lose their marbles because they don't want to get Jalen's... You know, it's funny. My aunt always goes like this. Just imagine if that was your kid. I'd be proud as hell if my kid was a starting quarterback at the Eagles. And the criticism comes with it. Look at what we went through on Friday when we're talking about Garoppolo. Talking about this in every market. Will Aaron Rodgers be the same without Devontae Adams? Here, here are the storylines. Watch this. Is Tom Brady finally going to see Father Time? Have outside interest in his new Fox contract? Too many distractions with Brady? Is Tua Tagovailoa the guy in Miami? Is Hurts the guy in Philly? When will Kirk Cousins win a big game? Kyler Murray, don't end the season the way you did, son, because you and Cliff Kingsbury need to, need to be better at the back end of your, your schedule. Look at all the comments that you can make in every market. Justin Fields, will the Bears destroy him? Zach Wilson with the Jets, is he a bust? Will Mac Jones lead the Patriots, the back-to-back playoff appearances. All of those storylines are playing out as we're weeks away now. We're 16 days. Actually, we're 15 days to training camp. 15 days. Is this the season for Buffalo and Josh Allen 
What up, Maniac? Will Lamar Jackson lose a game? God, I love that kid. I love what he was doing, too, with the inner city kids. That was so dope. He's such a good guy, man. What a role model. What, a, what an absolute role model. So the majority of you are in agreement. Today on July 11th, so these comments that Derek Gunn had didn't have a really good 10-play drive. And even you guys are saying, well, if I had to put it out there July 11th, 2022, I believe the Eagles are going to draft a quarterback next April. You know, you can waffle that question all you want, but if you ask a yes-no question, I don't know how many people can answer that yes-no. That's why I asked it to you, and that's why it's seemingly very difficult for folks to answer it. Do you believe that Howie right now is going to use those picks to take a quarterback next April? Some of you have said he's going to keep Hurts. Why? If one of those quarterbacks or in his face, you truly think he's going to walk right by that. No way. And you've got Jalen Hurts on a $1.1 million contract. You think he's really going to do that? If Jalen plays good enough to get to a playoff game and win it, and they win the division, that's still not going to be good enough because you know what he'll do? What does Howie Roseman love to do? Howie Roseman loves to put you on those prove-it deals. So... They'll pick up potentially the quarterback option. Oh, wait, if you're drafted in the second round, you don't have an option. So I guess it would be the franchise tag. Okay? It'd be the franchise tag of one year. You draft a quarterback at a, a rookie deal. And what you basically got is your heir apparent. It's almost the same thing what happened in San Diego years back with Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers. Remember how that played out? What saved, in my opinion, Philip Rivers was the fact that Philip Rivers had Drew Brees get hurt at the final game of the season. Then that job was handed to Rivers. Remember, he got hurt, and Schottenheimer didn't want to play him, but A.J. Smith wanted to play him. Because A.J. drafted Rivers. Marty didn't want to get off of Breeze. He said Breeze is the guy. Breeze actually went to a Pro Bowl. You forget that. Breeze had gone to a Pro Bowl as a Charger. And Marty Schottenheimer went 14-2. and the next year, and they fired him because he couldn't stand A.J. Smith. Can you imagine that? You go 14-2 and two and get canned because general manager's in your face all the time. Sounds like Doug Peterson. I mean, right? It shows you the conflict sometimes front offices have. Steven, if if Nick say, and I'll say this to Xander, Xander, if Drew Brees went out there and was a free agent and Saban had chosen correctly, the right Holy Grail, Nick Saban would still be in the NFL. 
because he would have chose right instead of Culpepper. Culpepper killed that franchise. Dante Culpepper was never the same after his injury. Funny, isn't that crazy? They said Breeze would never play again. And the guy who really had the catastrophic injury was Breeze. He came back, and when he left the game, he was the most prolific passer in league history. But Saban would never have went back to the NFL. Yeah, and, 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 and here's the thing, though. Yeah, but you know why? College football, back in the day, you didn't have to have a quarterback to dominate. When Nick Saban first got to Alabama, he didn't have dominating quarterbacks. He had dominating run attacks and playing defense. Then when the game started changing and he started getting all these high-profiled offensive coordinators to go to Alabama, that's when he started revolutionizing the offense. Quarterbacks, everyone now want to play at Alabama. Wide receivers, Alabama. Alabama never had wide receivers in years past. Ozzie Newsom was a tight end. They had guys like that, but they didn't have wide receivers back in the day. They had running backs, old linemen, and great defenders. Now they got, it's like wide receiver you. I remember everyone would say, you're crazy. You think Tom Brady is better than Drew? Bledsoe. <laughs> Absolutely. The the quarter maniac goes like this. Did you QB in 23? Thanks, bro. Hey, all I'm saying to you is there's no way he did not draft, or excuse me, that he didn't make that trade for the Saints to sit here on July 11th going like this. Yeah, I'm going to see what Jalen does. Ryan, Culpepper was fantastic. Culpepper was great in Minnesota. Absolutely. It's not too hard to be great when you have Chris Carter and Randy Moss up there too. And you had that kid Reed at tight end. And you had Robert Smith running the ball. And a pretty damn good offensive line. If I'm not mistaken, I think Brian Billick was even the OC up there for Dennis Green. Um, yeah, well, you got a lot of great coaching and a lot of great football players, man. In Minnesota, dude, that was a pretty damn good offense with Culpepper before he got injured. Got through for a boatload of yards. Dante Culpepper could throw the ball. I think he's out of UCF. Okay. Where's the list? Top of the hour. Guy had a cannon. Absolutely. Yeah, Robert Smith was a, hey, Robert Smith was a hell of a football player. Was a hell of a player, man. Absolutely good. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think he retired. Yeah, but he, hey, dude, when you got Randy Moss and you got Chris Carter, you ain't dump passing it. You, you're not dump passing that. Right? Yeah. Oh, I've, I've, I, I covered Saban when I was working in, the, um, in Miami at the time. And, when Nick went back to college, I agree with Xander. Maybe it was his destiny that he he went back. Hey, you want to hear something freaky? Nick Saban lost to Louisiana Monroe in his first year. <laughs> Louisiana Monroe. Not kidding. They lost to Louisiana Monroe. I don't even know if they have a football team still. 
That's how bad it was under Mike Shula. Mike Shula had destroyed. Mike Shula is a former teammate of mine, and I love Mike Shula, but he ran that thing into the ground, dog. Nobody was going to Alabama. When Saban got there, he's losing to Louisiana Monroe. Look it up. <laughs> Louisiana Monroe. Dude, today, Alabama plays Louisiana Monroe. The 10th teamers are in. Walk-ons are in. They're taking Xander out of the stands to play wideout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Xander, suit up. <laughs> uh, we got a scrimmage. When? Saturday, Louisiana Monroe. Oh, man. Uh, hey, totally turn that thing around. We got a list. Hey, I got a fun topic because you guys brought this up. Um, The best fan bases in the country. I got the top five fan bases in the country. After what I've seen over the last 24 hours and what I've seen over the weekend, it really does... I, I, I love when fans go crazy. I really do. Please hit the like button. Don't forget, Gary Cobb, Fox 29, will be with us at 4.30 Eastern time in hour number two. That's right around the corner. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. slam dunk champion really <laughs> yes really don't sound so surprised let's see it oh you're ready all right here we go let's hear the crowd <sighs> so go to right go to left fake them up mama go up mama she did it Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings United Healthcare uh-huh Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. 
Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. Hour number two. Please hit the like button. I agree with you guys, man. Thank you very much for hitting the like button. We so appreciate you guys coming aboard. Bottom of the hour, our friend Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in Philadelphia will step in. We'll address this thing with D-Gun here. You know, I, hey, watch this. You know what You know what? Um, Gary Cobb said? Gary Cobb made a comment about uh, Jordan Davis. And you know what? Hey, I never thought about this. Gary Cobb made a comment about Jordan Davis being out of gas. I got a call from the media people in Philly or the public relations department with the Eagles. You're not out of shape. I didn't ask you. Yeah, but I, I heard I heard Gary Cobb. I was like, a, a random comment like that bugs you? You know, I'll tell you something flat out. I could never do sports talk radio in Philadelphia. I'd be in the principal's office every day. And it would just be over content. I would just be over content. Because that team does not like anybody saying anything derogatory. And I don't even mean anything personal. Look, I get personal. I used to get personal with people. Okay? And come up. You know how Skip Bayless would come up and make a... um. Russell Westbrick, that's kind of personal stuff. Okay, that's personal. You're kind of making fun of the guy and his name. You're disrespecting his name, and there's no reason for that. There's just absolutely no reason for that. But some people think they have to go there because they're not very entertaining. And I'm not going to talk crap on Skip because he makes $10 million a year. Who am I to say that? Okay. That's what his gimmick is. But when you say something negative in Philly, wow, is it a guarded community? Those teams do not want you, more so than anything, the Eagles. They don't want you talking and speaking your mind. You got to do it kind of sly-wise. You got to do it like Angelo does it. Angelo does it really great. That's why Angelo's been around forever, and he's been able to miss the potholes in the street. A lot of the guys, including me, fall down those potholes. But I get it now. I see him. I see Angelo saw him early. I didn't. I see him now. You see the problem that I have with when you talk about a team. You know what's funny? You know the one thing my aunt. Always says something to me after every show. You know what you can't say to me now that I used to back in the old days? Nothing's personal. It's strictly business. I only talk about the team. I talk about the organization. I talk about finances. I talk about direction. I talk about opponents. I don't know anything. I don't know these people from a can of paint. Okay. Troy Aikman does hate Skip Bayless. 
Skip Bayless wrote a book with an innuendo that Aikman was gay. That's why he never went on his show. That's why Troy never says anything positive, and I was there for it. Okay? I feel like the pothole must be Monday. Hey, Sills, what happened to your boys, the Yankees, this weekend? That's why I tell you, Ryan, it's July. Wake me up in October. Wake me up in October, okay? (laughs) I don't give a shit about being Mr. July. I don't care. All right. One thing that I've learned, I have written down my five best fan bases in America. And I'm going to go five up. These are the best fan bases, I think, and the rowdiest. The people that are the most sensitive. Here we go. Five. I got the Cleveland Browns. I think the city of Cleveland. Hey, may I say something? Let me let me do this, guys. Let me do one thing here. Let me clean these some of these. Okay. So, where where's the comment? Here it is. The Cle- I, the Cleveland Browns are the fifth best fan base. Love the dog pound. So the Browns organization came out today, guys, and said that an anonymous source said that Baker Mayfield was childish, immature, and lacked leadership and character. That's pretty rich coming from an organization that just signed a guy with 24 sexual assault allegations. And you're trying to talk to me about character? You're trying to talk to me about immaturity? You're trying to talk to me about childish? You should shut your face. Because Baker Mayfield, and I hope Baker shuts his face. Okay. If I were Baker, I would just let the facts lie. You're calling me a lack of character, immature and childish, and you just signed a guy that has up to 67 women accusing him of sexual misconduct. Who the F are you to talk shit on anybody right now when it comes to character (laughs) here here who said that tone deaf steve how, how how do you like how do you plug that in if you're the browns and you're leaking that out and i know you're leaking it out because you gotta try to win the deal here moving off of him but you should not be talking about Baker Mayfield's childish immaturity. 
when you got a guy who's trolling on Instagram and going and trying to do whatever, and he has all these sexual misconduct accusations against him. Come on, man. You're just not really re- – that's, that's right there not reading the room. That's right there going like this. Look, hey, hey, you know, this guy's a bad guy. What about the guy you just gave $230 million in guarantees to? Holy cow. Jay goes, hey, Browns start winning games now. They think they've got structure. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, hey. Jay Suit, let me just say this. They start winning games. You'll think you're going to have Mother Teresa as your quarterback. You watch. Mother Teresa. Grow up, Baker. <laughs> uh, hey, Stephen, Cleveland, Carolina, week one. That's what it is. Number four, best fan bases in the NFL. Man, you got to have Bills Mafia. Dude, I don't know about you, but I've not seen the Bills have this much pop publicity and push and propaganda and everything since the Kelly K gun days. Dude, they think this team, and I do too. I think this football team is the team to beat. I love this football team. I I think they got the best roster, one of the best coaches. I think they have the best quarterback. If I was going to build my football team with a quarterback, Josh Allen's it. He's the guy in the league. If I'm building it, I'm building it with him. He can do everything. Rocket gun. Teammates love him. Allen goes, you got to put the Jets there. Hey, Jet, Allen, I can't put a fan base in my top five when the most popular Jet is Fireman Ed. (laughs) Fireman Ed hitting his head with a drumstick. It's not, I don't know. (laughs) And you don't win games. You bitch all day long. And you're, 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 you're four and 12. And there's fireman Ed banging away. (laughs) What are you doing guy? You guys have sucked since Neil Armstrong landed on the moon. (laughs) I mean, that's not really a fan base. It's a bitch factory. When Jet fans go to MetLife, you need, instead of having like a bag of popcorn, you need a vomit bag. Bad football. You need a bad football vomit bag. Holy cow, man. I mean, Fireman Ed. <laughs> what a shitty fan base. Jets suck out loud. Wow, is that bad? Or more reason to respect the fan base for being loyal to that shit team. Good point. Fire Marshal Bill. (laughs) Dude, they're a bunch of goobers, the Jets, man. Unbelievable. They got that guy banging on his head for four quarters of football, and the team's getting blown out 41 to 10. (laughs) Why? Why? Every time I see that, is he? I don't. Is he still alive? Shit, he's hit his head so many times, man. I don't know who's got a better case for CTE, me or him. Hey, what happened to Fireman Ed? 
Dude, he came down with a really severe case of CTE. He was a player? No, he banged his head with that mallet because the Jets sucked for 30 years. <laughs> oh, man. J-E-T-S. Oh, man. Amazing. <laughs> Fireman Ed. Never led. Who's Fireman Ed? Fireman Ed never lied. I know what that means. Jody Mack is a Jets fan. Damn. I wonder he's miserable. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't mean that. Oh, man. If you're a Jets fan, you're constantly miserable. <laughs> I love Fire Marshal Bill. Me too, dude. I got more of a thing for Fire Marshal Bill than I do for Fireman Ed. What a shit fan base. Number three, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steeler fan base is just, it's spectacular. And, hey, but what's changed is that now they're accepting the fact that they haven't had like losing records in 17 years now and winning Super Bowls doesn't seem to be like a major priority any longer. Okay. Sills looks like he's in the mood for lobster ravioli. No, I had lobster tail over the weekend. No, they were on sale for four bucks again. Why Don Lee, Don Yee trying to play you? Corey, he didn't. I stand by my story 1,000%. I don't give a shit what anyone says. I'm not, I'm not wavering on my take at all. As a matter of fact, I'm even more convinced of it. Yeah. Now that I know that the media guys in Tampa are crying, Rick, Rick Stroud, I got him. I know him even more so. Dude, $4 lobster tail. They're usually 11 bucks. I got it on, I got it on sale. Oh, yeah. I love the Steeler fan base. Just a tremendous fan base. You're going to be shocked here. Number two, I have got the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are the second best fan base in all of the National Football League. Man, they're so loyal to that team. They're good every year. Their fans love that team. And they're constantly in the corner. And I love the tomahawk chop at Arrowhead. I don't care what the snowflake media says. I totally dig it. You know what? I got New England sixth. I had them in my top five, but I pulled them out and put them sixth. Okay. I did. You could put the Packers also in the top 10. And of course, I got the Eagles number one. You guys are the best fan base I've ever come across. There is no, no doubt about it. But I do think that I, it goes Eagles, Chiefs, Steelers, Bills, Mafia, and Browns. I think those are your five best fan bases in the league. Passionate. They get after people when they start talking. Look what they did to, to D Gunn. I mean, Deke Gunn has somebody who he trusts says something to him, 
and D Gun's got to sit around for hours defending himself. I don't think he really has to defend himself because his rep- reputation um, is impeccable. Okay. Smart move, Sills. Oh, so you, oh, hey, wait. Chris, you think I did that calculated? You think I'm a calculating guy? You think I think that far ahead? No Niners? I think the Niner fans have been great, actually. Okay, I do. I think the Niner, I think the Niner fans have been actually great. I love the passion that they're showing. Chris goes, I, I respect fans for not jumping shit. AJ denying reality and being delusional. Niners pack other stadiums. They do? The 49er fans? 49er fans are now down in Santa Clara. They're not even in San Francisco any longer. (laughs) They're, They're not even in San Francisco. I will say this, man. That was a pretty good fan base at the stick. That was a pretty good fan base at the stick. Yeah, it's, it's, it's south of Oakland or some shit like that. Even Gary Radnich, who works in the Bay Area, told me. I mean, it's 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 not even really like, you know, 49er country. Yeah, Santa Clara. It's like near San Jose. 49ers. 49er fans disappear when they're terrible. Did you see that stadium? Like three years. Wait. Like, did you see it like prior to Kyle Shanahan getting there? Nobody showed up. How bad it looked. It was just empty. It was terrible. See, Browns fans are going to fill their stadium. Bills Mafia will fill that stadium in Buffalo. Steeler fans will fill the stadium at Heinz. Arrowhead gets filled. The Eagles will be filled even if they suck. I remember when we played the Rams, Stafford was on a silent count. They're good now, man. Fans are showing up now, though, Corey. Corey, they're showing up now. You got a good football team. They got they got they got they got a good football team. The organization has righted itself, in my opinion. Okay, they've got a good front office now. Trent Balke was a disaster. That's why Trent Balke, how he got that job in Jacksonville and working with Doug Peterson, blows my mind how he got that job. Maniac goes, Seals, if you didn't put us number one, then tomorrow's we would have 11 watchers. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You actually think I did that? You're freaking ridiculous. You know me better than that. Seals, did you ever throw the hammer? Um, yeah, man. I threw the hammer a couple times. Right upside someone's head. I threw the hammer. Yeah, I threw the hammer. Rams front office isn't that good. They bought most of their players. Brandon. Brandon, and? So if you buy your players, that doesn't make you a good front office? 
remember something. If you buy your players, they better produce for you, and they have. Who's my 32nd fan base? Alabama. <laughs> Hammer to Joe Montana. Nope. Nope. Last Hey, last week, you guys, I actually had a guy on my Twitter page go, Sills never sacked him. Isn't it great? You see, back when I was on in the Bay Area, I didn't have the internet. How crazy is that? It was just brand new. And I didn't have all the pictures and statistics and everything. So now I just post shit. That's why I post a lot of stuff. Because people are like, oh, well, maybe he did. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he did. St. Louis fans had really good ones too. I cannot believe. So, like I said, though, I cannot believe that people made more of the problem that Jalen Hurts was struggling on a 10-play drive and blew this thing up. I'm going to ask Gary Cobb about it and see if he heard it too. Baird Brooks, Brooks reportedly heard it. Um, D. Gunn had someone tell him there was a reporter at ESPN that was saying that A.J. and Jalen need to get more work together. Slap the shit. No, 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 no. no. Ask Gary. He's at practice. I'm going to ask him. I am going to. I think we're all in for a surprise from Jalen this year. And we are two months out. I'll ask you again, Maniac. You really think on July 11th, Howie Roseman is not going to use those two draft choices to take a quarterback? Okay? Do you really, really think he's not taking a quarterback? And how about this? You think when he made that trade with New Orleans, the premise wasn't to get a quarterback next year? Or it was to get a safety. <laughs> he drafted. Howie's not on the clock. Maniac goes, damn it, Sills, you got to say it. Dude, he didn't make that trade with the Saints because there's a great safety at Fundalac, Wisconsin. Have you seen this kid? Man, we're going to move up and get him. God, this kid is a hitter. Yeah, and we're kind of hoping the Saints shit the bed because if they do, that means he's a top 10 pick and I'm taking a safety at 10. <laughs> you can't in your mind think that. <laughs> Hell no, Jalen is the future, really. That's why he made the move. Sills, what happens if J- to Jalen when we draft a quarterback? He turns into a bridge quarterback. Got one more year on his deal. At 1.1. So do you know next year you could have a quarterback on a deal for 1.1. and then a rookie quarterback on a deal where you're paying him roughly around $3 million? You could have two quarterbacks in your barn at $4 million. How you doing? I always got it going on. 
Oh, hey, Rob, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it, man. The Tampa listeners are great. The media people blow. Seals, we really wasted almost 90 minutes about something Gunn heard from minicamp. Kenneth, it's about your quarterback sucking on what people have been saying throughout this offseason. I don't, I don't think it's I, – I think it's – here – I don't really think it's more so the comments. Okay. Let me see here what we got here. I think that was Gary. Here. Hey, Xander, make sure you send Gary the link, please. Make sure you get Gary the link there. So we're going to get Gary Cobb here on in a couple seconds. I think it's more how everyone's responded. Okay. I see Sills with the Go Bucks. Bro, I'm a Buccaneer. What the hell do you want from me? Too many Oxy Howies. <laughs> yeah. Ken, time is not hey, time is not wasted when you're talking about him, man. Mm-mm. I can't wait. I mean it. I cannot. So I'm going to read this comment here when we get G Cobb up here. And I want to hear if G Cobb has heard any of this here. And let's bring in my friend Gary Cobb now here on the National Football Show. G Cobb, I'm going to read you something here. Um, Are you ready? Am I ready? Here we go. Let's do it. So Derek Gunn posted this on Twitter. Yeah. One person said, let me give you a scenario of what went, what he went through in a day of practice. It was a 10 play scenario mm. where we had three picks, four incompletions <laughs> and three sacks. Now <laughs> I, Hey, I said this. Okay. So we had a bad 10 play drive. I mean, but all of a sudden, A.J. Brown, Lance Johnson, everybody comes in, starts calling out Derek Gunn, saying, this isn't true. This, is... I mean, Barrett Brooks also heard that he had some struggles in camp. Yeah. What are you hearing? Well, you know, I'm hearing that, you know um... – you know, he's had some struggles. I don't know if, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, get it as exaggerated, you know, that he had that bad of a run, but I know he had some tough stretches out there. You know, he's had some tough stretches and that's why, you know, um, sometimes, you know, you could change, you could, you could take chances. Maybe he's doing some things where he's trying to push the ball a little bit too much because when we were out there, what I saw with my own eyes, I saw him go deep a couple of times, bombs on, um, uh, he, he, he got him deep, a one to uh, Devontae, you know, and uh, he, he beat uh, Slay. In fact, Slay got beat a couple of times on the, on the bombs, and both of them were Jalen putting it up, man, and he dropped it out there, and it was beautiful throws. So he was looking good when we were out there. But, you know, you can't take, you know, some of that you can't you can't take it too far because sometimes they'll tell them, hey, we want you to work on this. 
So go ahead. Don't worry if you throw a couple picks. We want you to get a feel for your push it a little bit. So uh, there could be things where you could overemphasize that. Now, once they get in the camp, once they get in the camp, then you know every day means something, you know, because, you know, they, they are they are out there. They're working against uh, each other. And, you know, the, 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 um, the clock is ticking. So he has had, you know, uh, you know, some bad stretches where, uh, you know, I've heard about, you know, but I don't I don't overemphasize that because, you know, I've seen great quarterbacks have a bad stretch in practice. So I, I'm not going to overdo it, but I, I think there's some truth to, to what they what they said. You yeah. think he could be experimenting too, trying to do things, trying to, you know, again, last year because the passing game was so limited. Yeah. You know, when you hear Lane Johnson talking and when you hear, you know, AJ talking, you know, yeah. they're saying that all the intangibles that we always go over and this and that, could it be that he's just working on other things here? Well, see, you know, really they tell you to do that. They tell I've seen they tell a quarterback, go ahead and push it out here so you can see how far you can go. <laughs> like, you know, when you can, you know, how far you can go, let's say on a particular throw, you know, to where it's gonna get picked off if you throw it and you know, this guy's got to be open to this extent, you know. But we want you to push the envelope some so you know how far you can go. That's what practice is for. And really, I've, I've seen some great quarterbacks go out there and push it, you know. But you, you, you can't really take it. It's practice. Practice doesn't count. But, you know, but it does say something that, you know, he, he's learning. I mean, he is learning. And, and he really should push it out there and rather than be – find out in the game. We don't want to find out in the game. You want to go in the game where you already know. If I do this, this is going to happen. But I know that how far can I go where I can still make that throw and get it in there, you know, knowing that it's going to take some time for the ball to get there. How open does he have to be for me to throw the ball? See, you got to know that. So you want to push it. Plus, he's getting to know, um, you know, uh, uh, AJ. He's getting to know him, you know. They haven't played together that much. And for that matter, Devontae and he haven't played together a long time. So you're still getting to know these guys. So guys will tell you, you know, come on. I see and T. I've been out there with T.O. out there and those guys. You know what they say? Throw it. Throw it. Throw it. You know, to where and, – and I will, you know, protect you. But uh, but you got to push the envelope some. But, but the thing we all know, I mean, basically, they're not telling us any news. This is all about Jalen Hurts. That's what this year is about. Oh, completely there. And the only thing I would say to you, Gary, is that with the limited amount of practices, though, yeah, that they go through, it accentuates some of the things that we're talking here. And I agree with you. Helmets and shorts, I mean, yeah. okay, seven mm -hmm. on seven. Yeah. I mean, the three sacks, you probably got the clock and this timer going. That probably right. went past three. Yeah. And he was just trying to do more in the read percent of progressions. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I get all that, but yeah, is it concerning to you because they have such limited practice time and they're going to have limited practice time that you're hearing struggles a little bit? I mean, we're not even in gear yet, and here we are talking about and the sacks. The 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 one comment of this comment here, it's not the picks like you said. Throw yeah. it. Let's see what's up. Yeah. To me, it's the sacks sitting there in the pocket, and you're going past three seconds. If you're going past three seconds, that to me still tells me that he's going through the fundamental stall of being able to read progressions. Is that how you read that as well? 
Uh, that's the way I read that. You better believe it. You know, um, you know, you know, you're going to take some chances. Like I said, I've seen, you know, great quarterbacks. They're going to take chances in practice because they're pushing things. But you don't want to see him holding on to the ball because now he's holding on to the ball. That he didn't process the information to where they get the ball out. And and one of the things that, you know, if, if I were a coach and I could talk to him, the one thing I would emphasize to him is, look, do not be ashamed of throwing the check down. Yeah. How many times has Tom Brady thrown the check down? He His doesn't entire career. for throwing the check down. Check Guy down. won seven Super Bowls in that check down game. Come on, man. Get the ball out of your hands. If you got some, you got running backs who you'd like to get the ball in their hands running towards the defense, you get the ball in their hands and they can do something with it. You got, you get plus yardage. You stay out of bad situations with those little ugly check downs, man. Don't be ashamed of the check down. You know, like I said, Brady, and you know who else mastered the check down? Joe Montana, the oh, yeah. both in the dog on Hall of Fame, man. Check down Charlie. All the way to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I mean, there's no question that that screen game with the Eagles has to improve. If you want to improve your distance game and yep. your long passing game, yep. that screen game's got to start coming around more. How about this one too, Gary? Uh-huh. Don't you think it's a great sign? Now here, all of a sudden something is said and something so macro, you know what yep. I mean? That yep. said that all of a sudden A.J. Brown and uh, Lane Johnson – these guys are all rushing to the quarterback's defense here going, he's our guy, he's working hard, yeah. not true, this yeah. and that. To me, I think that's really something that's being um, formulated in that huddle and in that football locker room now that you got that team really where it wasn't like this before with Wentz. This yeah. guy's galvanized that entire group. That's one thing right going into the 2022 season that you could say about Jalen Hurts is this. That team is together – and it really is because of the quarterback. There's no doubt about it. And he's, you know, he's outstanding in this area. You know, he, uh, you see him at practice. He's outstanding in this area. Is he, he lets those guys know, look, we're all a team. And he's a quarterback. He's got everybody on board. They know that, hey, we're going out here and we're going to battle together. And so he's got all those guys with him. And so from that standpoint, there's no question that this team is in a special place right there. But but the fact that we're talking about this now shows you this is going to be hey it's going to be fun i'm i'm looking forward to it you know i i hope that he goes and he gets the job done and everything but i'll tell you what everybody's watching everybody knows that this team has the potential to be outstanding this potential the potential is there and that's why they're going to be watched they're going to be watched closely but i i think it's i think we're going to have got a lot of fun up the road because it's going to be exciting, and uh, they're going to be going for it, and we're going to see if Jalen can get it done or not. You know what, Gary? I threw this topic out in the first hour, and I want to ask you this. July 11th, today, do you believe that Howie Roseman made that trade with the Saints to draft a safety, or do you believe today, on July 11th, that – Howie Roseman is still set on taking a quarterback in next April's draft. What? Where do you think he's leaning right now going into September? I think right now that uh, Jalen has to prove himself. So I think I think he's definitely he's looking at the quarterbacks. I think Jalen has to prove himself. I think Jalen knows he has to prove himself. 
So I, I think that, you know, and, and you I don't think, think how he has of today, Gary, is he, he's taking a quarterback yeah. and it's up to Jalen to change his mind. I think that's where it is right now. I think right now where it is, and, and he's got to do it this way. He's got to study those quarterbacks. He's got to figure as if I'm taking a quarterback. And that's his old mentality. I'm going to be taking a quarterback. Jalen, you tell me, no, you don't need a quarterback. You already got a quarterback. So that's where they're at right now. I think that they are preparing that they will go out and they will get another quarterback. And, and that's, the, you know, but that's something they've got to do. They got to look over those quarterbacks. They've got to, you know, and, and there's some special guys out there. So they got to take a look at them. They got to know them through and through. That's the job right now for them. Now, Jalen let hey Jalen Jason go, Jalen goes out there and plays the way he's capable. I think that he's capable of doing. Takes his game to the next level. Then they say, okay, you know what? We can invest these picks in other things. So, you know, uh, I, I I still think that they might take a quarterback, even if it's uh, not in the top picks. I could still see him because I think they believe in it. They believe in that position, and and I really couldn't argue with them. No, I, Gary, if I was a general manager yeah, um, and I was a GM in today's NFL, I would draft a quarterback in every single draft I had because you never know in the sixth round when you land on Brady. Yeah, you're you know, right. You just never know when you land on a Kirk Cousins in the fourth round. That's right. And so those guys, it's a premium position, and it's – Gary, why is that the hardest position to evaluate, in your opinion? Well, because uh, I, I think that, you know, of course, the, the, the pro game is different than the, the college game. And you, you don't know. In the college the, game, you tell the kid where to throw the ball. In the NFL, you've got to know where to throw the ball. Well, the, the defenses are tougher, you know. Defenses are going to compete for everything. You have enough defensive personnel, you know, where you can cover guys and where, hey, look, these guys, uh, guys open – you know, it, it's that much in the pros. Now, it was that much in college. But in the pros, it's that much. That guy's open. We got to get the ball to that guy. Wow. So the 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 the, the, um, the competition is tougher. There are more things that are going on. You're playing the game in your head. It's happened so fast. You know, it, it, I mean, uh, so it, it's, it's, a, it's a difference, a major difference. And the quarterback position has to do so many things. He's got to make so many decisions before he even gets the ball in his hands, comes up to the line of scrimmage. It's, it's a mental, it's a mental game. And that's why, you know, guys like Brady, once they learn the mental game, they don't ever want to retire. Man. No, I mean, he, he, the thing that fails these guys is their body. Final question yeah. for you. Nicobe Dean, how would you work him into a rotation? Would you play him more on first and second down? Or, Gary, for you as a linebacker in the NFL, is it more complex on reading the passing game or playing the run game? Is that easier for a guy like Dean to be able to get his feeling for the game? Because today's passing game, it, it, it is so complex. Yeah. When you're throwing in the slot, you're going to tight ends now, you're, you're seeing all these guys go to the line of scrimmage and pre-snap snap stuff. It's so different than when we even played. Yeah. How, how do you work him into the rotation? Well, you know, that's going to be interesting. I, I wonder um, because it depends on how they think about it. I, you know, I, they're probably going to see him doing more against the, in the passing game uh, because uh, I think that's where he's probably best at right Lining now. Lining up on tight ends and backs? Lining up on tight ends and backs. And plus, uh, 
Uh, I think that he's probably going to be pretty good when it comes to calling the defense. See, he's got a good feel for that, you know, and, and he's, he's a very, very smart when it comes to looking at formations. It's all about formations. You know, they come out in different formations. Uh, you know who they like out of different, you know, different formations. They like different people. They like different plays. A lot of times the formation tells you kind of what they're going to do. And I, and listening to him talk, he was talking that way right away. I hear him. I say, okay, this kid, he understands the game. So I can see him. He's definitely going to be in there on third down. No doubt about it. He's going to be in there. But but the way, the way the league is right now, you're probably going to just put him in there, you know, because on first down, they do everything they do on third down. It, it, you know, the offenses are so wide open that you want to put him on the field, let him get as much of uh, as he as he you know as he can. To, to you think he could beat T.J. Edwards out? Uh, I think he could because he's probably stronger against the pass. You know, you need a guy that can run. You need a guy that can really cover because if you got a linebacker that can cover, then it allows you to play more things. There's more things you can do. You don't have to give him help. You know, you can give help to that number one that you want to take away, the number one wide out that you got to take away. So if you got a you you got a good coverage linebacker, gives you more freedom in the coverages and different things you can do. And plus, uh, he's a good blitzer too. So they're gonna let him blitz some too because you know it keeps an offense honest. So I expect him to be out there. I think it's gonna be tough for TJ to beat him out because he he just he's a real good cover guy. That's the strength of his game is against the pass. Gary, I'm going to end with this. I had somebody ask me um, in Miami on the Herald, what's uh -huh. one of the best high school areas for sports? I, I said ours, man. I went <laughs> like this. I go Fairfield County, man. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, between playing at, at Boyle Stadium and mm -hmm. at Cubetta, yeah. you know, playing at all those places. Gary, am I right when I say this? I don't know I, if it's a football city or a baseball yeah. city. I just know this. Those two sports, man, if, if you're – you you you're a good player in those areas. You're going to be found. I mean, guys That's like right. yourself I mean, and uh, and uh, Bobby Valentine and all them yeah. dudes, man. I mean, that was a great area we were raised in. We were so fortunate, very 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 fortunate. And there are quite a few kids that come out of there and made it to the pros. And uh, guys are coaching and doing different things. So it really is big on sports. And I couldn't say enough about uh, all of the help I got uh, from the great coaches that coached me from when I was a little guy. Seven, eight years old, man. And the, did you know were, Mike Sherman was a coach at Stanford High? That's right. Mike, that's right. I do. He was like during my. I was like Mike Sherman, the coach of the Packers. That's he right. Was, yeah, he was an assistant coach. That's right. At Stanford High School, and I'm like, what? That's right. I had no idea he was. <laughs> that's right. Got a lot of guys came out of there, man. Uh, definitely a great, great uh, area for sports, man. You can't say enough about it. Absolutely, Gary. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. You got it, Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in Philadelphia. My friends, please hit the like button. My friends at Morgan & Morgan are listening. And you know what? They're thankful that you guys are choosing them right now because when I say to you this, the fee is free. You are understanding what we're talking about. They don't get paid unless you get your fair compensation. If you're hurt or injured on the job, finding an attorney is one of the most important things that you can possibly do for your family. And Morgan & Morgan has been doing this for over 30 years, collecting over $13.5 billion worth of compensation. 800 attorneys all across the country. That's right, Philadelphia, New York, and in Florida. Folks, 
They go to battle for you. There's no such thing as a fender bender when you go to Morgan and Morgan. The call is free. The consultation's free. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call Morgan and Morgan, tell them Big Sills sent you. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS, not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan for the people.com. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. Please hit the like button, Big Sills. Rob, 
I talk in Philly. Then again, Rob, I talk everywhere. And I talk to intelligent football fans. Okay? Not idiotic media people. You should see, man, these guys in Tampa, man. Get this. So now the, the reason that I did like eight shares in Morning Drive in Tampa and people on my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show, you, you'd get a kick out of this. Well, you're the only choice. Well, what's the other sports station today? There isn't one. There's never been one. Kind of there was. It's funny, man. <laughs> so I see. Hey, get this. Is this how it is, Xander? I was the only choice in Tampa for 15 years. So we had to listen to you, and that's why I did eight shares. <laughs> you made me listen to you, Cilio, and I hated your guts. Okay. Jesus, man. When I don't like something, I don't go to it. I don't listen to it. I don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, you were the only person in the market. Uh, uh, that's not really true, but okay. Oh, man. <laughs> um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was told he would never marry a Kennedy. He did. He was told he would be governor. He became governor. He was told he wouldn't be a movie star. Well, I'm telling you, Jalen Hurts ain't going to be a top flight quarterback. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Aunt Betty, how are you today? She's probably great. Salute. Hey, Eastside Monster, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. So am, am, am I getting it? Hey, here's some of the new talking points. Should we use that line? Here are a. Hey. Okay. You, how about this? Here's the new talking points in Philly for Jalen. How much money are the Eagles going to pay him? Hey, thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Really love that station. Here's the new. See, after D gun, now you start to see. Hey, hey Xander, the new one. How much is Jalen going to get paid? Jalen gonna get paid. 30 mil. Jalen Hurts today, after what he did last year, I wouldn't give that guy more than $12 million. That was about $12 million worth of football last year. Gotta beat people that have winning records. You pay $30 million for what that guy did. Or what you think he's going to do. I'm not paying some fantasy number and bidding against myself. Nobody in their right mind would give Jalen. If you put Jalen Hurts on the open market today, there's not a guy on the planet who would pay $30 million for that guy. But those are the new talking points now. How much is he going to make? There's no way he's making 25 to 35. You really put, I would rather have Gardner Minshew as my quarterback then destroy my salary cap with a performance like last year. 
That performance like last year was below par. It is below par. You can get a rookie to do that. I'm not paying $35 million for what he did a year ago. If you really had to pay, throw me a number out right now. If you had to pay for, he wasn't a rookie last year. I'm not, that's all you can go by. The Mad Brow, that's all you can go by. Not what some fantasy thing you think he's going to do. You think last year's performance, Ryan, is worth $20 million. Xander, how much do you think last year's performance was worth? Dude, I think last year's between 12 and I would pay top 15 maybe. Maybe. And you know why I'd pay more towards the top end of the 15? Because I like him. I think Tyson Hill was a horrible deal that Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton put together. For Hertz. That performance from a year ago, you had to put a price tag on that performance. What would you pay one year? What would what would last year's performance, Xander, number-wise, you pay for that? I said 12 to 15. 12 to 15, he's a starter. He's got a good team around him. He's likable. He's coachable. All of that other stuff. He's one-dimensional. Eagles are going to excel without it. Eric goes, Hertz became a fantasy quarterback last year. Dude, you got to beat winning teams. I laugh at people in the chat because if the Eagles drafted Brady, Big Sills would say he wasn't worth $29 million. I'm not sure what that means, Alan. Brady was drafted in the sixth round. Big Seal speaks so negative of the team, he should be called minus mouth. I do speak negative. I think you're going to the NFC Championship game. How am I speaking negative? So negative of the team? Got the best O-line, got a top five tight end. Your wide receiver grouping is much improved. It's not very deep. Your front seven's as good as it was back in 17. You improved your linebacking core, your safety core, and your corners. How's that negative? Hurts balls out 35. I didn't ask you that. How much would you pay for last year's salary? or for last year's performance. The performance was cool for a first-year starter. Bro, that was not good enough. You beat bums.
I said last year, Eastside Monster, he didn't make it to the NFC Championship. Big Sills would pay for a tw- NFC Championship quarterback $12 million. Really? When did I say, you sound like the Niner fans and the Buck fans now? That's not what I said. I said last year's performance. Well, Trevor Lawrence, let's take a look at that. What's Trevor Lawrence's base salary in 2022? Trevor Lawrence is making $825,000 base. Ooh, he has a base of eight twenty-five. Trevor Lawrence is going to make $825,000 base this year. <laughs> know what you're talking about. Well, because GG... It's it's the, the, the sign-in bonus. And by the way, did you hear what he did? He, he put money in Bitcoin. Bitcoin's gone down. So that, that sign-in bonus, and it's not as valued as it was uh, a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> 825000 He makes less than Jalen Hurts this year. But he, again, the signing bonus. He got a significant signing bonus. Yeah, that's how it works. I know. These rookies, it's not the giant contracts. I think Sam Bradford was probably the last guy that got a big-time deal. All right, we're going to reset. Please hit the like button. Hour number three coming up. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Mommy Slam Dunk Champion. Really? 
<laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go. Oh, Mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Softy today. Appreciate everybody coming aboard hour three here on a Monday as we get ready. Look at this, man. We are 15 days out from the start of training camp with many of your favorite football teams, 49ers, Eagles, Buccaneers all around that time, too. We'll all be showing up around the 26th, 27th, 28th of July. Teams have their 90 guys all set, ready to rock and roll. Any hey. And everything being said right now, which is really great. I mean, we, we talked about in the first hour, and I want to reset it a little bit here on what D Gunn was saying about um, Jalen Hurts. And I don't really think there's anything negative here. Gary Cobb and I just got through talking about this. We were, we were making reference to it. And I had somebody tweet something to me. Seals, do you think it's a real big deal what was said about Jalen Hurts? And, and as you guys know, I'm not a gigantic Jalen Hurts supporter on being the guy. He may prove me wrong this year, but I'm not going to take that comment or post and weigh into anything. Tomorrow, this is this tomorrow. This is a nothing story. This is a nothing burger here. So when I look at it, again, it's it's great conversation. But again, the one thing that I'll say about today's media, and especially in a city like Philadelphia, you say anything negative, the organization comes down on you. And then guess what? The other people in the marketplace will start doing this. Okay? They'll start attacking the person who said it because you know what they're trying to do? See, Philly! See, Philadelphia Eagles, see, Howie, I'm on your side. That's not what was said. Dude, relax. You got the gig. You got the gig. That's One thing you got to give Xander, Xander warned me about this when I first started talking to Eagle fans. Dude, you guys wig out over nothing burgers every day. Somebody says something negative, you put people in a panic over it. This is nothing. It's part of the day. This is a Monday. So what? He sucked in a 10-play drive. Great. You never sucked for 10 minutes in your business or your house or whatever for 10 minutes? 
The players, I, I tell you, for me, what I love more of the reaction of the players, Lane Johnson and A.J. Brown coming to his defense, I think that's a good thing. And I'm going to give you guys some love here on this. I got to say this to you. The one thing that has been without question that Jalen Hurts has brought to the football team this year and this offseason has been togetherness. May sound dopey, may sound corny, may sound, you know, soft. But you got to have that. You got to have that. Brady brings that every day. Brady's corny. Brady is a corny dude. Come on, guys. You got to put everything aside, and this is all on us. We have to push everything to the side and go all in. Eh, you know, you heard that shit when people were drawing that up. Also on chalkboards and talking to you in locker rooms when you were a kid in high school. It's all team in this, you know, all that garbage. But when you're a pro, you know what you're motivated on? You're motivated on direct deposits on Tuesday. When you get $300,000 put into your bank account every week, I don't need some rah-rah speech and I don't need some bullshit coming out of a quarterback to motivate my ass to go out and play ball. 300 grand a week, I'm going to not let that job in that chair in that locker room. I'm not going to surrender that chair that easily. I don't need rah-rah speeches when you're making that kind of money. You don't need that. And most of the time in the NFL, those, those contracts aren't guaranteed. Payday, baby, is the motivation. When you start getting that, hey, it's one thing when your coach is patting you on the head in high school and, foot, and uh, college. Hey, great job, man. Way to go out there and play one for the team. Yeah, coach, I'll run through a wall for you. I'll, I'll, I'll chase that train down. And, you know, and when you get to the pros and you start getting paid for it, you're like, eh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Tuesdays, man, direct deposit day. That's when you start getting motivated. And those Sunday coaches speeches, hey, it's the Cowboys. Or that Nick Sirianni t-shirt shit. Planting seeds, whatever, dude. Pay me. <laughs> Pay me. Pay me. So you're saying shut the F up and play. Pete, that's it, baby. Just go play. Shut up. Just go play. Hey, and when someone talks shit on your teammate, I, you know, I, I kind of like it. You guys were kind of getting on me in the first hour because I said, you know, that, hey, AJ, you know, rushing to the quarterback's defense. Okay, I guess it's a good thing. I mean, I don't know if I sit here and think that that's a bad thing, but I don't really care. Whether AJ, AJ going after like Derek Gunn, that's not going to help. Calling him a liar. How does that help? That's why you answer those questions vaguely. Yeah, man, hey, maybe there was a stretch. I don't remember it, but all I know is this. He's had a great offseason, and we're really looking forward to September. We're really actually looking forward to training camp. We can't wait to get this thing going and ready to rock and roll, and let's go play. And let's go play 60, man. Come on. This is they're going, oh, man, that's a lie. That's not true. Dude, what do you care what somebody says? Neon Deion Sanders made 
business decisions all the time. Of course he did. Kyler Murray, I thought, made a business decision last year in the playoffs. And I didn't think it was cool. And I didn't think it was a good look. Players today make business decisions all the time because there's so much finances that are on the table. I want to hear Sills' take on Zach Wilson's story. What's Zach Wilson's story? I'm not sure what you're talking. None of you kept up with the BS narratives. He likes them. (laughs) Man, again, so he likes old ladies. Okay? Nothing wrong with that. Okay? Nothing wrong with that. Guy likes old ladies. Hey. (laughs) Oh, oh, I see. Xander says so. He's a MILF hunter. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) hey hey what above all i'll keep this as clean because my aunt watches as i possibly can so zach kind of went with one of his mom's mom's girlfriends i guarantee you she's smoking his mom's best. <laughs> oh my God. I don't want to be in that house. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Hey, mom. Yeah. This is Zach. I know, son. Do you? Yes. She called and apologized. <laughs> hey, wait a minute now. Hey, because I need to verify all of my stories. Is this verified? Hey, is this verified? Because I don't want to be reporting anything, okay, that is not it's not factual here. And I've got to have some sources. Okay, so I want to be very clear here. Steve, I'm leaving that alone because my friend Carton got in trouble with it in New York when he started barking that. I saw her too. By the way, did you see the guy's the guy's mom, the kid's mom that got drafted in the NBA too, how she was dressed? I was like, whoa, okay. You get all deuced up for that thing, I guess. Oh man. Oh man. Uh wait a minute. This is not verified, Dan. Thank you, QB and two three. Thank you. Thank you. I've got hey. I've got to have verified facts now because of the Jimmy Garoppolo story. Flex goes, he's a legend, Sills. No more dirt on his name. I'm thinking you're correct if this story's true. Pete. (laughs) Pete, please, please. Pete, 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 please. Family members watch this thing. Please, Pete. <laughs> hey, Lenny Dykstra is barred from coming on my program ever again. Okay? Please. Wilson's mom. Her friends too. Way to go. <laughs> so wait, hey, hey. 
Allegedly. Thank you, Stephen. Sills needs video evidence. Yeah. Like Hugh Freeze. Did you see that over the weekend? Hugh Freeze jumping into co-ed's DMs. What what a <laughs> you see that Hugh Freeze? That guy that was at Ole Miss who was like trolling around for like hookers. Okay. Yeah, man. Hey, Xander's right. Zach Wilson's now a legend here as far as we're concerned at Jacob Media. He now gets one of the crowns for being um, a god now. So, yeah. Yeah, you see that thing over the weekend with Hugh Freeze? This this girl finally goes, why is Hugh Freeze the head coach of Liberty jumping into my DMs at 12 o'clock at night? Oh, <laughs> dude, don't do it. Don't hit send. You can't do that. This guy's sniffing around the co-ed. This is what got him in trouble. That and prostitutes on the Ole Miss dime. That's why he's at Liberty. It's verified that Zach's ex is with his best friend. <laughs> oh, my God. What a story. Best segment of the day. <laughs> no, no. Saw on Twitter that if it's true, it's the first time since 08. <laughs> there, hey, Xander, Kevin, please put it up. This is the best Jets take. This is the best Jets take in maybe 30 years. Saw on Twitter that if this is true, it's the first time since 08 the Jets scored over 40. <laughs> No more fireman Ed jokes here, boy. (laughs) Wow, man. Holy cow. Dude, that's a (laughs) great. B low nine five doesn't get media at all. This channel is getting absolutely ripped in the media. Trash as a channel. Oh my God. Then why does everybody come here, douche? <laughs> uh, watch out. We got we got to snow. Easy, easy, guys. Wow. <laughs> Over under 44. Seals, <laughs> you. Don't do that, John. I told you about that before, okay? Don't ever tell a guy he looks good in a, in a shirt. Can't do it. You look really great in that and in, in that haircut. You look great in that shirt. Nah, nah. Team bus or prime. Uh, it's okay, Dank. Dank, thank you, buddy. Thank you. See all the um, all, all the uh, San Francisco 49er fans are all pissed off because they think I made a story up and I didn't. I'll never bend on that. I don't give a shit what anybody says. So I see. Okay. Um. Somebody talks about Baker Mayfield in the Seattle Seahawks. 
Josine um, Anderson makes makes a makes a statement that the Seattle Seahawks were knee deep in making a trade for Baker Mayfield, and the Seahawks come out saying we were never, and we never had one conversation with the Browns. Okay, we never had one conversation with the Browns. But Josine Anderson says that, and nobody questions her. I say it, you question me. Okay, the Seahawks themselves, it'd be one thing if the Bucs came out and said, that's not a true story. The Bucs came out, I'd be like, hey, you know what, man? Okay. The Bucs didn't. Agents? Okay. Oh, Eastside Monster. See, man, I can never go too deep into this. No, 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 no. QB in 23, no, th- that's not a topic. <laughs> okay? That's not a topic. Oh. This 9-5 guy, look at this. Hey, Dank. So he thought he'd jump in here. Dank. You're the type of person to brag about being the smartest one on the short bus. All you idiots run on hate. (laughs) Stop it. 23. All you guys run on hate. (laughs) Hey, Dank, don't do that, man. Please, let me get into something that's more intellectual. Hey, hey, Pete. <laughs> I know, man. We got so many. Hey, the smartest one on a short bus. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, hey, be ready. Next couple of days, there'll be a story from Tom Jones on how shitty of a person I am, even though I think he's the biggest loser in media. He'll bring up everything that's been done about me. So I'm going to give you like an M&M, an eight mile, and I'll tell you what the story is already. This guy's the biggest piece of shit I've ever known. Ever. (laughs) He is. He thought he would start dogging on me today on my Twitter, and I'm like, Tom, you're the most un- entertaining person I've ever met. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we were on for five years. I go, I know you so easy. So easy. All right. Let's move on here, man. (laughs) Oh, Hey, Hey, real quick here. Jerry Rice is now saying that Trey Lance is ready. He's saying that Trey Lance has shown so much. When did you see that? His two plays he played last year? His one year at North Dakota State? His one game that he played prior to getting drafted? When did you see this? And what he's doing in helmets and shoulder pads? No, no, excuse me. Helmets and shorts. 
Jerry Rice and everybody in San Francisco is making that assessment. Look at the core. Look, look, look at how people on both places are overcooking Trey Lance and Jalen Hurts. The great places with the great, I have heard, have you guys heard anything coming out of Buffalo Bills camp about Josh Allen? Or how about Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes? Or how about Vegas with Derek Carr? Or uh, even Denver with Russell Wilson? Have you heard any of that? Trey Lance? I'm not giving up on Garoppolo. Steven. Steven just said it. Can I tell you why Debo Samuel wants out of San Francisco? Debo Samuel wants out of San Francisco. I'm going to even post this on my Twitter. Debo Samuel wants out of San Francisco. The same reason that Devontae Adams wants out in Green Bay because of Jordan Love. He sees what's there after Garoppolo leaves. And he don't like it. And he wants to go to a place that's going to have a true prolific passer. Common sense. I'm totally going to tweet that. The reason that he doesn't want to stay is because Trey Lance is there. If Trey Lance was this supposed superstar, why wouldn't Debo Samuel want to stay? Why was he trying to force his hand out? Why was he pushing them to try to get out of San Francisco? Because he knows what the future holds. He knows what the future holds. He knows that guy's not the guy. Okay? Greg, that's right. Hey, Brandon. Brandon, Rodgers has a multi-year deal, but Devontae Adams doesn't trust him. He may play one more year in bail. Pete, he doesn't want to be Debo Samuel any longer because he knows he'll be asked to do more because Trey Lance is there. Flex goes, Trey Lance is a stud. He'll take him over the top. Where did you see that? I have not yet seen that. Have not. I'm totally going to tweet that. My opinion, Debo Samuel wants out of San Francisco because he sees the future in San Francisco with Trey Lance. The same thing that Devontae Adams did in Green Bay. He wants to... He, he wants his future secured with a decent passer. That's totally it right there. Samuel knows, man. He, he, he watched. Trey Lance is not some, some prolific passer. Okay? There, he's not some prolific passer. Yeah, but I don't care if, hey, get this, Howie. I don't care if you're best friends or not. If Aaron Rodgers is not going to be there for the next, and by the way, 
Devontae Adams, I think, is 25. So three years, he's 28, and Aaron Rodgers is out, and you got Jordan Love? I don't know. Okay? I, I, I don't know. I, I believe that, that he I, – I, I don't know that for a fact. I don't know that for a fact. If I, I don't know if, um, if Samuel has come to terms in San Francisco yet. Pete says that Trey Lance could be a passer like Colin Kaepernick. Okay. It's kind of mediocre. Colin's game was built on his legs too. Adams would have stayed in Green Bay if they offered him 30 million. You can't have 30 million in Green Bay and 50 million with your quarter, but $80 million of a $200 million salary cap. Two guys, you almost have $100 million in. You're not going to win a lot of games with that. Okay. Debo Samuel, man, is going to go somewhere and he's going to go somewhere big. Okay. He's going to go probably some, some place in the AFC. Guess where? San Francisco. No, excuse me. Kansas City. You watch Debo Samuel land in Kansas City next year. Hey, Flex, I, I didn't know he was that old. He's 29. Adams, I didn't know he was that old. Yeah, Kenneth, I didn't know. I thought he was younger. Buffalo's got some good wideouts, dog. Lance will be on IR with this style of play. Yeah, because there's no big window and there's no big ceiling for that style of play. Didn't you want Debo in Philly? Damn right I did. Baltimore? That'd be another great place. Cap is going up. Cap cap is actually going up significantly next year. It's actually going up significantly. Do you guys agree with me, though? The, the reason that Samuel wants out of San Francisco is because he sees what they have at the quarterback room. I, 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 yeah. Okay. He sees what they want at the quarterback room. Atlanta, depending on who's going to be the starting quarterback down there in Atlanta. They got that kid Pitts they got from Florida. looks like a really good stud. John, Jimmy G or Jalen? I like Jimmy G style more than Jalen. And he's won more. He's won more significantly. Eagles are not picking up. Would you rather have Debo Samuel or A.J. Brown? Who's a better player? Who's a better player, A.J. Brown or Debo Samuel? Hmm. GG says that's a coin flip. Marcos, Debo. AJ, AJ, okay. Wait a minute here. Yeah, but wait. Um, AJ Brown averages 68 catches a year, 998 yards and eight touchdowns a year. 
let, let's take a look at Debo Samuel's stats. Here's Samuel's stats. Oh. Actually, AJ's got better numbers. Samuel, 802, 57 catches. He was hurt. Oh, wait. Was that COVID? In 2020, was that COVID stuff? 33 for 391, and this last season he had 77 catches for 1408, led the NFL in yards per catch at 18-2. Wow, 18-2. Jesus criminy. Eighteen two. Debo better by far. Samuel didn't have a quarterback to throw to him. Tannehill's much better than Garoppolo. That's a good question. He's more dominant as a peer. Gigi, I think that's a fair comment. Here we go. Reasons. He was hurt and co. I I I don't know. I don't know. I I I just ask. Some players didn't play in twenty. Debo's a badass after the catch, and they use him like a running back. He's a he's a special talent. He definitely is. Debo is a badass after the catch, and 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 you know what too, Stephen. What I like, they they line him up in the wide as Z and also in the slot position. Hard, both hard to bring down. Look, it's kind of like a flip of the coin, like somebody said. I mean, you're not going to go wrong, but I don't know. I just think there's more versatility in Debo Samuel. Maybe again, though, you know, if AJ was up in San Francisco, would they be using him the same way? All right. Hit the like button. Another topic here, again, this is going to be concerning with training camp and going into training camp. Some of the three things that they're going to have to work on going into training camp. Um, we'll do 49ers, we'll do Eagles, we'll do Buccaneers, and also the Patriots. Hit that like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. field of life 
First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. I just tweeted that thing up, man. <laughs> hey, I and, and I mean that. I didn't really think about it until now, but looks to me the reason that Debo Samuel wants out of San Francisco is because he sees what the future is. Devontae Adams saw what the future was in Green Bay. No Aaron Rodgers after three years. Two years, one year, who knows? Right? Why else would you want out of San Francisco? Why else would you want out of a football team where, what, you think going to a different place is going to put you in a different conversation? Look, the chances of Tyreek Hill making the Super Bowl the rest of his career are far less than where he was when he was in Kansas City. How many people think that Tyree Kill's ever going to play for a Super Bowl again as a member of the Miami Dolphins? You think he ever plays um, for um, a championship football team in Miami? You really think Trey Lance has the intangibles to take a football team to a Super Bowl when you don't even know what he looks like on the field? I mean, I had to YouTube him when he came out of college, because I didn't see enough game film, I didn't know where to look for it. And the people he played against at North Dakota State, something, whatever, I mean, <laughs> he ain't coming at the meet over Jimmy G trash practice. Receivers don't last in their late 30s. They have to get the big deal when they can. 
It's beautiful there. And the history they'll pay him. I don't know why he would want to leave if not for Jimmy Garoppolo. If Garoppolo leaves that situation, you got Trey Lance in the building. Basically, Colin Kaepernick. What kind of offensive production do you think you have if you have less talent at the wide receiver position in Baltimore? Playing in San Francisco is going to be like playing in Baltimore at wideout. You're not going to have prolific numbers. You're just not going to have – it's not a passing style offense. Trey Lance is not a passing style offensive guy. He wins games also with his wheels. I, I, Debo in Baltimore, it'd be like but, – but here, east side. Yeah, but know this, Michael. Just like in Baltimore, the kid Edwards has all the ta- has all the catches and all the yards in Baltimore. He has all the numbers. That's why Hollywood Brown wanted out, and that's why they sent his ass to Arizona. <clears throat> and you have to block. Great point, Stephen. And you have to block. Debo knows he's a running back and going to get hit. Yeah, but dude, Debo wants to be a wide receiver. He doesn't want to be a utility guy. Running back, tight end, slot position. Think about that, for instance. That's even an indictment on Garoppolo a little bit. Okay. They got to move him around to get him open. That's also going to tell me a little bit also about how they're going to use A.J. Brown. How about this? I think they're going to have to move A.J. Brown around a lot in Philly to get him open. I don't think A.J. Brown's just going to line up in a Y over here and you're just going to throw the ball down the field to him because that's not who your quarterback is. You're going to have to find ways to get that dude open. To me, I'd, I'd drop A.J. in the slot more. Slot receivers get more looks. Tight ends, then your wideouts. And that's if you have a prolific passer. I think that Devontae Smith's numbers go down. I don't think they go up. I think his yards per catch could go up. Seals, do you credit Hurts? I, look, I, I credit Howie for bringing in A.J., that's a, that's a Howie Rose because you know why? Hey, you can have you can you you can have Jalen all you want. Pick the phone up and go. Hey, Jay, I'd love to have you come here. Let's work out together. Somebody's got to pay the hundred million dollars, and that's convincing the owner to pay it. Remember this: how how many big time? Who are the biggest investments the Eagles have made financially, free agent wise? Who were the biggest deals? Alshon Jeffries? T.O.? Who else? Who were the biggest free agent deals in the last 20 years that the owner had to spend significant cash? A.J., obviously, $100 million. Alshon Jeffries, like I said. The defense, they dropped some 
They dropped some money on that defensive side of the ball, if I'm not mistaken. Sante Samuel, that was a significant deal. Okay? That, that was a significant deal. They don't really spend a lot of cash. Darius Slay, was that a big deal? Was that a big deal? This Hassan Reddick deal is not bad. How much did the Eagles pay for Darius Slay from Detroit? According to NFL.com, Slay signed a three-year contract extension through the 2023 season last year after his trade from Detroit to Philadelphia. Fifty million, thirty guarantees, twelve million cap hit, two thousand fifteen, fifteen seventy-five. I think they restructured that deal in the offseason. Nandi Asama was a big money deal. Trading contract with Detroit. Yeah, Michael, if I remember right, it was thirty in guarantees and it was around fifteen somewhere in there per. Okay, somewhere around in there. My point is they don't spend a lot of dough in free agency. This is a big move here. you got to get that guy open. If it were me and my quarterback has question marks when it comes to reading defenses, if that's me, I'm going to move A.J. Brown around as much as I possibly can. And I'm going to do the same thing more with Devontae Smith as well. Uh, these You cannot run a traditional offensive passing attack with that quarterback. That's been my biggest bitch. You can't run the same style of, if we can't compare Jalen to Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow or some of these other guys, well then guess what? You've got to figure ways to get these wideouts open and single read. Until he improves on that or shows he has. Again, not a rip. It's helping him. If, if if I'm Nick Sirianni and he comes from that Frank Reich school, putting a standard passing game together like you see in Cincinnati or with the Rams is not conducive to Philly. You've got to figure out ways the same way that Kyle Shanahan gets Debo Samuel open. Moving these guys around, slot position, YZ, tight end even, hybrid tight end. Two tides, something like that. Got to be able to do that. Now, that means this. Somebody's numbers goes down, and you're not going to see a gigantic number for the other guys. But you're going to see yards per catch go up. That's important, especially if you're still trying to maintain having one of the top three running attacks in the league. See, and and, and that's right, 2 on 5 it's not a rip. It's figuring ways out to help them. That's why when I read that Derek Gunn thing, and maybe he had picks, I think that's what they're experimenting on. Okay, and he and he got sacked, held the ball too long, didn't know exactly where to go with the ball. Okay, you work on all that stuff during OTAs. That's not a big deal. I don't think he gets in the training camp and then you get into exhibition games and you start to see him struggle in the pocket 
then it becomes an issue because those turn into quality reps. Do you think Hertz tries to force the ball to AJ too often? Maybe in camp. Maybe in camp. No, no, Michael, I don't think it's back to the run game. I don't think it's ever leaving the run game. I think it's working around the run game. D-Gun's been solid for many years. AJ hasn't played one snap. Howie, I wouldn't, I, I, I really wouldn't go over the line and go crazy with a comment on a tweet like that. I wouldn't go crazy. Okay. It's one thing if you're getting annihilated against the Cowboys and Jalen struggling, that's another conversation. We're talking about helmets and shorts and a 10 play drive in the middle of OTAs. Okay. Jesus, man. I mean, honestly, guys, Somebody can say this. Hey, he looked good for the day, but he had a 10-place stretch where he sucked. What that's a fair, that's a fair reporter's viewpoint. Do you think Tom Brady has a great day every day at Bucks Camp? And that Bruce Arians back in the day or Todd Bowles wasn't in his ass about something? I think you guys are thinking that these elite quarterbacks don't have bad days also in practice. They do. Shit, Andy Reid has talked numerous times about Patrick Mahomes still learning the offense and learning how to read defenses. And he's constantly in his ear about it. Hey, you got to go to this guy. This is the guy here. That's not the guy. No buddy system here. See, in, 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 in my opinion, okay, in, in, in my opinion, okay, I, I think that that is something that needs to be addressed. Okay. Steven says, look, if you're going to take, if you're going to take a chance and chuck it up, if AJ is single cover, do it. There aren't many better contest catch guys in the game. I agree 100%. It's one series and we don't know the details of what's being worked on. That's then why would anybody blow a gasket if D gun makes that observation or the person that Derek talked to made that observation. It's a nothing burger. People are freaking out over a nothing burger. And what really sucks is media people freaking out over Derek. That sucks more. Okay. That sucks more. If you don't respect Derek Gunn enough to know that Derek Gunn put that out there because someone told him that, then you guys, again, to attack Derek Gunn, I face that stuff myself, but I'm not a reporter. I'm a talk show host. And Derek Gunn was just reporting something that someone told him that he trusted. It's a nothing burger. But why it's making its rounds in Philly and all on all the talk radio stations is because of just that. These media guys, they're they're babies. They moan, they cry, and they're constantly trying to weasel their way into an organization, into favorable scenarios that the organization will trust them more. It's sad and it sucks. That means you put your friend's career as 
at an exp- at, at, at no issue. You don't give a shit about it, and you would dog him so it makes you look good. Terrible. Terrible and unprofessional. I can be unprofessional because I'm not a journalist. But when you're so-called journalist and you're taking shots at journalism that are really good people and quality work, there's something wrong with you. Get butthurt over that. Really spent three hours debating about irrelevant. Kenneth, and, and, and Kenneth, it's the biggest story in your city. It's the biggest story in your city. Jalen struggled. No, he didn't. He had 10 bad plays. <laughs> even for me, even for me, I, I went, when, when I saw it, I, hey, in, 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 hey, Xander, did you see what I tweeted out? And of course I went, Jalen struggles. Oh, no shocker. And you know what that did? That reeled in about 500,000 idiots. <laughs> yeah. Because you know it does. Silio's a hater. And you're like, <laughs> do you really look at 10 plays in helmets and shorts and sit there and think that Jalen Hurts struggled? <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Hey, Pete, I know how to reel him in. I reeled in Nick, uh, Rick Stroud today. Didn't take 10 seconds, too. 10 seconds, I reeled his ass in. Yeah, some shitty show replaced me. They were out in 18 months. No, we were there five years. And I knew that, of course. And I didn't name him by name. Rick Stroud's the so-called uber professional. And I said, huh, Rick? Not a shocker. You're so easy. Still the same, I see. <laughs> no, GG, I already took enough heat for that from my aunt, just so you know. Yeah, there's no, there's no, um, <laughs> there, there's no Lenny Dykes forever. Did you ever talk about what Tom Jones is going to say about you? Yeah, I'll use an M&M. Probably um, the monkey comment, um, the Glazer report, um, probably Aaron Andrews, um, being fired, all stuff that's been reported for the last 15 years. It'll be the same. Nothing new. But then again, I won't have to worry because no one reads his shit. Like you said last week to me in October. Hey, that's what I tell Yankee fans. Hey, Rob, Rick's actually a good, he's, Rick's actually good people. (laughs) Xander's like this Jacob and Big Sills takeover is just beginning hey Xander's such a tremendous the whole thing is tremendous we really appreciate it 
Rick Stroud ruined the Bucks season. <laughs> oh, no comment on Aaron Andrews. I'm not allowed. My daughter doesn't allow me to comment on her ever again, so I can't. And if I could have that mulligan back, I would. Michael goes, no new stuff. You better get new stuff. No, no, no. I don't want any new stuff. Okay? Season is right around the corner. Who do you think has a better season? Bucks, Eagles? Bucks or Eagles? Who has a Bucks, Eagles, or 49ers? Rank them for me. Bucks, Eagles, 49ers. Trey Lance. Bucks, Niners. <laughs> Xander, are you crazy? Can't say that. Xander says. Bucks, Niners, Eagles. Wow. I said Bucks, Eagles, Niners. <laughs> oh. Eagles, Bucks, <laughs> Eagles, 49ers, Buccaneers, five star. You think the Bucks are not going to be as good as the Eagles? Rams, Bucks, Eagles, Niners. Eagles might have a better record. Tomorrow we get a list. Yes, tomorrow will be a list. Tomorrow will be the best place kickers. Bucks can win a post a postseason. Eagles hurts will fold in the postseason. What did Xander say? Well, since you ask, Bucks, Niners, Eagles. That's what he said. <laughs> Bucks, Niners, Eagles. What an interesting day on Jacob. National people, local people, they all come here, though. Xander, must say. So get this. my I don't say my report. My story on Jimmy Garoppolo made it all the way to undisputed. Hey, could Jimmy Garoppolo be the heir apparent in Tampa? I'm like, oh, my God. D-Gun just threw some innuendo out. Oh, D-Gun uh, saying, by the end of, hey, Xander, am I right? By the end of the day, D-Gun said that Jalen sucks. That That's what people are hearing. And you're like, that's not anything what he said. That's not what he said. Justin Tucker. Who, who's Justin Tucker? <laughs> Dude, I don't report on kickers. Anybody with a size 10 shoe, okay, I'm out. <laughs> Just keep clicking. That's Hey, Xander doesn't care about anybody, man, except clicks. Hey, he, he, he doesn't care. Hey, Sills, let's get this guy on. Sills, let's not get – we can't have that guy. By the way, we had a guy on last week. I'm not going to name any names, but uh, Xander, you know who he is. Um, be a cold day before <laughs> you. Yeah, you got to get more than two hundred. You got to have more than two hundred clicks. <laughs> you don't get two hundred clicks, man. Think you're a short timer here with the Big Sill Show. Kind of thank you, man. That's really kind compliments. You guys have made it that way. 
before last season, they said, give Jalen one year to prove he's the guy. You played four games. Get McAfee. I don't know if Pat does that stuff. I don't know if he goes on. I don't know if Pat goes on other shows. I'm not sure he does. As a matter of fact, I I know that uh, Adam Carolla does. I don't know if Joe Rogan does either. I I don't know if they do other shows like that. I have not seen Pat. I have not seen Pat do other shows like this. I'm not, I'll have to ask him. He does Gigi. I'll ask him, see if we can get him on. I, I, I know Rogan does too. I know Joe. I know Joe pretty well. Goes on other pods. Okay. I know, I know Joe, you know, obviously Joe's a US, uh, USF or um, UFC guy and does a lot of stuff with them. All right, guys. Hey, I appreciate everybody coming aboard. It's been crazy, man. Jacob's killing it. And I can't thank you guys enough. A lot of fun, a lot of sarcasm, a lot of needling. We all have it in fun, though. We appreciate it. Each and every single day, please hit the like button. We'll catch you tomorrow going three to six. See you on the flip side.